Thanks so much for joining us. This is Shannon on our podcast today with Strategic Intervention Solutions. Today we're going to talk about the organization of place value disks and strips. Manipulas are great to have in the classroom, especially for place value. When we think about setting up these manipulatives, however, most of us wish that a fairy wand could wave and our salad bar would just be set up in an instant. In most of our M-Cube projects, we give our teachers either problem-solving or numeracy math toolkits that are customized for each of the grades as a part of our training. It's really exciting to leave the training when you not only get great information, but you get this giant bag full of stuff that you can take back to your classroom. It's literally like Christmas or even your birthday. But when you get back to the classroom, this this daunting thought, the reality sets in and you might start to think, I have all this stuff, but how do I set it up for student use? Place value disks and strips are two great manipulatives that are included in our math, our math toolkit, but they are some assembly required, quote unquote. By investing a little bit of time and setting up the tools properly on the front end, you can avoid the two most common issues teachers also often find with manipulatives, wasted time and misfit tools. We want manipulatives to be kid-friendly so that students can walk right up to the math salad bar, get the tool they need, and get to work without having to spend time trying to find all the pieces that are needed or to count out to make sure they have a full set. And by spending time labeling and organizing up front, if the pieces go missing or drop out of a container, it can be easily returned to its proper place because we know exactly where it came from. We often have baskets inside of classrooms that I call the misfit tools. A fraction tile, a deco dot randomly is on the floor, a place value disc, or even a counter that always seems to turn up on the floor. No matter how careful students are with the manipulatives, you always find one somewhere at the end of the day or when kids leave for lunch. Checking the basket is part of the responsibility of the student who is in charge of the mass salad bar that week as one of your jobs. They can quickly return the manipulative to the proper place in the corresponding bin or drawer. If you're not familiar with our salad bar, every M-Cube school has one. It's a set of drawers with 10 drawers on one side and five on the other with dry erase labels that indicate the contents, which can be changed to support each thing as they are dry erase, right? The salad bowls are on the top for the students to transport the manipulatives to their tables. You can click on our website in this blog and read more about how to set up your very own salad bar. We have found that if the tools aren't set up and ready to use, let's be honest, they're not gonna be used. So this month, we're gonna do some housekeeping to make sure all of our tools are student ready. This is one of the topics that we get asked about frequently. So we wanna make sure to do some tutorial videos that you can refer to throughout the year as you change tools in and out of your salad bar to support the unit of study. This week we're focusing on place value disks and strips and how they can support non-proportional tools in teaching. Most of us have base 10 blocks for place value because the research shows that we should start with a proportional manipulative such as base 10 blocks, unifix cubes, and then in second grade we transition to more of a non-proportional manipulative like US coins. We have a dime. It's smaller, but it's worth more, and a nickel's larger and worth less. That doesn't make any sense. It's non-proportional. Place value disks are non-proportional manipulatives that represent whole numbers as well as decimals. They provide an opportunity for kids to manipulate numbers, engage in discussion, and problem-solve through place value problems with standard algorithms in addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Place value disks can also help with rounding, estimating, adding more or less, place value basics, 
and the list really goes on. Jana Haskamp's book, Why Before How, is a great resource for this idea of non-proportional manipulatives and reminds you about the various places, the, the place value tools that you can work with as you teach various concepts. One of our project schools will actually be doing a book study on this next semester, which I can't hear, wait to hear more about. Our place value discs come in a bag of about 100 of four values. They're in new packaging and they come with ones, tens, hundreds, and thousands. They also go up all the way to million, but you don't necessarily need a class set of 10,000, 100,000, and a million. Many times by the end, by the time they're ready to work with those larger quantities, students have already become familiar with the manipulation of the disks and the idea that place value um, is really is, is really they don't really need them. They sets come in about 100 with 25 of each value, so a class set would need approximately 14 bags to use for 30 students. You could certainly download our free paper version of the place value disc if you want to, and for to, and, uh, and it would be for free. For examples, like if you were multiplying 10 or 100, just showing how that number might be getting larger. Um, I just find it very cumbersome to have the discs all the way up to a million, where often the pictorial representation is sufficient for students at this point. I definitely prefer and recommend purchasing the discs versus printing them off. Once you print and color, laminate, cut everything out, and then code and organize, it's just not sustainable really over time. Remember, we're trying to save time. Getting the discs, getting the discs organized and started. A pro trip is a chip is to really recruit one of your own kids or a few, few trusted students in your classroom to help set up some of the discs with you. Start the process by sorting the disc colors. Ones are white, tens are red, hundreds are orange, and thousands are yellows. Then separate them into sets. How many sets do I need per student? You're probably wondering. I put them into 15 into every set to make them kid friendly. You can include up to 20 in a set if you have a lower class size and have more discs, but our rule of thumb is that if you have 30 kids in a class, you would want 15 sets so they could be paired up. When students use the sets for activities, they could divide up the responsibilities with place value. For example, one of them could be in charge of the tens and the ones, and the other child could manipulate the hundreds and the thousands. Some teachers have an additional set for every student, but that might only be necessary if you're working with a guided math group. In that case, 15 sets should really still be enough. With 30 students in the classroom, divided into three groups of 10, if you're working with a group of 10 students and they each had their own set, there would still be five sets left in the salad bar for students to use while working independently. Coding the sets is really important. Once you have separated, you will be able to code the disks in some way. This is probably the part that takes the most time, but will be completely worth it later on. You might use a letter or a dot series. Think of a dice pattern or even different colors. Be careful with colors though, as the disks are colored, you don't want to mark your mark to get lost, especially on the red disk. Once you decide what to use, grab a marker, and fly through the sets, marking each disc with a symbol of some kind. Check out this part of the video to see on our blog how this is actually done. Storage. You have a few options for storage, these newly marked sets of discs. Since my manipulatives travel with me, I love these mesh bags from Boxcars and one Eye Jacks. In the classroom, though, I want the manipulatives to be easily opened and used. So I recommend a 4x6 photo box. They are easy to open and serve as a tray for the discs so students can easily get to the discs 
out to use them. There's a lot of great sales on these and you can get them at Michael's and Hobby Lobby or even Amazon. And in some places you can even get that teacher discount coupon. As a side note, this is one of my favorite tools, they also have a five by seven size that is perfect for your fraction tiles. The four by six fits in 15 of each value very nicely and also has enough room to store your place value strips as well. Once the boxes are loaded, marked, mark the boxes with the same symbol that you have on the back of the disc. So if you decided to do a discs, A discs, they go in the A box, right? Some of the sets of the boxes come with the carrier, which is nice because you can easily take it off to a mass, the mass salad bar and lay it out for kids use, maybe by your carpet area. Now we have to get started with place value strip, strips. Pro trip, pro tip again, you might be tempted to immediately begin detaching the preparation from the place value strips, but do not separate them yet. You'll want to see why in a moment. Different math programs call these different names, but the math toolkit, we in our math toolkit, we include 30 sets of place value strips from the classroom. Place, place value strips are another tool that is exciting to get, but daunting to organize and make student ready. The strips are marked in some way, some way as the discs. In the values of the ones, tens, hundreds, and thousands, the colors correspond um, just like the discs for the students to help solidify the understanding of the value of the number. Even in the math mites with our very own value pack, sport the color of the discs and the strips to help the kids remember using the place value strips, whether it be with partial sums, rounding, estimating, place value basics, adding, and so forth. Our place value strips come in a student size, which a, which a student size, which is great for students to have at their table if they're doing subtraction or anything with partial products. We also, for, um, when we first started looking around at tools and getting things from suppliers, we we purchased from Crystal Springs Books. They had demo strips, which were great for teachers to use if modeling, or if kids wanted to do something at the group at the carpet area, but it wasn't ideal for individual use at the tables. Most sites sell demo strips, uh, place value strips, but we'd only seen the student size ones at Crystal Springs. And when I learned that they were going out of business, I was desperate. I feel so strongly that these important tools need to be in a classroom that Strategic Intervention Solutions has now started printing them. We now have them in a reusable clear bag and we're going to be featuring this product this month as it is hot off the press. We hope to get it into your room. How many sets do I need with these now? This is the question you'll have to decide to answer. With sets of 30 place value strips, included in the math toolkit, you could create 30 sets of each of the values, one to nine, 10 to 90, 100 to 900, 1,000 to 9,000, I'm sorry, 1,000 to 9,000. Or you could put two of every value in the set to make 15 sets. It depends on how you want to use them. You have to be careful with the problems that you're using because you don't want to use a value more than once. If you're only going to allow one set of each of the values to be in a student set. So be thinking about that as you make the decision on how you want to get your setup in your classroom. 
coding the sets, as you'll see in the video here the, in our, on our blog, you can check it out. The fact the strips are, are on perforated sheets makes coding them a snap. Instead of writing letters in the back or symbols, as I did, and Jana Haskamp had to show me that it's much easier to take a marker and draw a big line down the center before you detach the strips and have that group be maybe the purple line group, as I show in the video. Once you know where the perforation is, take a variety of different colors of markers and start just simply drawing lines. You can do a single purple line on one, maybe a double purple line, then a curvy purple line, and then switch the colors until you have enough sets to, to be used um, with, your, um, with your set. The, then simply fold the perforations and tear off the sets. They organize very simply. If one falls on the floor, you can turn it over, figure out what kind of line it was, and put it back in its set. Put a rubber band around the set, and it fits nicely in the 4x6 box right alongside the place value discs. Decimal place value tiles for our 4th, 5th, and 6th grade teachers using decimal tiles, you'll follow the same process that we did with the whole number place value discs. The decimal tiles come in tenths, hundredths, thousands and are frequently featured in the T-Pops demo of the place value mat. I don't recommend mixing the whole numbers with the decimals values discs because it can become a bit chaotic. However, I do recommend a parallel labeling system as sometimes you might get your tens, ones, tenths, and hundredths together. If you have a single black dot, for example, on your whole number discs, you could also have a single black dot on the decimal discs. This way you could reorganize the sets to support the unit based on what you're using. Fortunately, decimal tiles are square, so it's a lot easier to differentiate the whole number and the decimal manipulative when it comes time to separate it. The nice part about the decimal tiles is they come on a perforated sheet, kind of like the place value strips, but in the discs. I put 15 of each value in a set to make it student ready, so taking the sheet of tiles, folding it in half, flipping it over, and mark the back of the tiles before you separate them. Decimal tiles could also be stored in the 4x6 photo box to make it easier when kids come to the mass salad bar. They just grab the whole number box and a decimal box with the matching symbols, which are also nicely, so nicely stacked and they're easily carried back to the table. Place, decimal place value strips. This process for organizing the decimal place value strips is the same as it is for whole number value strips. Flip them over, label in the same way that you wrote the whole number strips. Use the same marks if possible. If you did the purple line group on the whole number strips, then you should do a purple line group on your decimal strips. I don't like to mix the decimal and the whole number place value strips either because it comes hard for students to manage. I do recommend putting the strips in the four by six box with the, de the decimal strips, obviously, in the box of the 4x6 decimal tiles. Bonus tip. I also like to put two very small clamp clips in each 4x6 box. Students can use these clips as a stand to clip together their place value strips and build their numbers and their partners, then set it up on display in their desk. In each whole number 4x6 box, you'll have a whole number place value strips, 15 of each value, I'm sorry, whole number place value discs, 15 of each value, whole number place value strips, one or two of each value, and then two small clamp clips. The decimal 4x6 box will be the same with just the decimal, just the decimal version. 
TPOPs like that when you use the disks in strips with place value map because the disks, disks fit perfectly in the grid. If you're doing addition, you can use disks on disks. If you're doing subtraction, you can use disks for the menu end and strips for the subtrahend, both in whole number or decimal. I firmly believe that manipulatives will not get used if they're not set up. So often I go into classrooms where the teachers have only set up a few sets and it's not nearly as effective that way. It does take time to get manipulatives organized for student use, but it is time well spent when your manipulatives are ready to support your instruction. We hope you find these tutorial videos very handy, a handy reference to help remind you year to year. Stay tuned for next week as we start to look at how to organize our fraction tools. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week.